Fill her up, Father. Give her energy in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Systems be restored. Blood flow, flow correctly. Nervous system, do what you do. Chemicals, be right in the name of Jesus. This is a place of wholeness. This is a place of wholeness. Say it. Put your hand on your chest. This is a place of wholeness. This was where health lives. Sickness is a trespasser. Pain is a trespasser. I'm going to kick him out of my house. In the name of Jesus. Do you all know Larry? Larry, stand up. Do you all know Latanya? Man and woman of God. These guys are leaders in the kingdom. I don't know if you guys know them, but spend the time. Come on over here. They're going to pray for me tonight, and they're going to release revelation on this whole group. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Okay. Renewing our mind. Number three. I'd like you to read this really quick. Luke 24. Luke 24. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scripture. One more time as a unit. Okay? And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scripture. Now, if you think about that, their understanding was closed. This is Jesus talking to the disciples, talking about the disciples, of what happened right after resurrection. I need that. I want that. I want my understanding opened. Who's with me? Lord, we want our understanding opened so that we can understand your word. Amen? All right. Week one, we talked about... Romans 12.2, we're not going to go along with the patterns of this world. We know what the patterns are. We're going to live like we've already been transformed by looking to the Father every day and following his lead. Then your mind is submitted to the Spirit, and it is new every day. If your mind is in the Spirit, do you think you're going to be going along with a pattern of this world? Nope, you're going to have different patterns. Pattern of the kingdom. Jennifer talked about slaying a giant. That was very encouraging. You should have seen her on Monday. 
she didn't look like a giant slayer. Right? Fear had crushed her. All right? Goliath was shouting at her and freaking her out. And she went after that giant. She knew her, her giant. It was fear. She identified it. Then she knew her authority. She put herself under authority, spiritual authority, but she also worked with authority. She went after that. All right? She knew her testimony. And then she worked out of love, not love for herself, but love for freedom, love for us to share, uh, to share with us our testimony. She knew the opponent. It was just a lie. What was this woman going to do? Nothing. It was a paper tiger. It was a crippled old blind giant that had been defeated. Fear has been defeated. Hate has been defeated. It's covered in the blood. And then she knew how to fight. She went after it. She got up and went after it. That's how we slayed giants. At the top of your handout, it says, Renewing the mind through blank, blank, blank. Those are not cuss words. But I'm a little afraid to tell you the title. Hey, guys. I love you guys. Good to see you. I'm a little afraid to tell you the title. Have you ever had a speaker get up and start reading the scripture? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What's on TV tonight? And I just forgot to put away the roast after dinner. Have you guys ever had that happen? Or you hear a title of a sermon, it's like, I've heard this before, I'm tuning out. That's why I left that empty. To make you wonder if I was really cussing there or we're going to fill this in later on. But the subtitle of this is called Vacant Mind for Rent. All right, here's here's an example. What's this word right here? Apocalypse, right? Apocalypse. You all know what the word is? Give me an example of what an apocalypse is. Catastrophe, what? War. What happens in an apocalypse? You die, what? Everything gets blown to smithereens. How about a zombie apocalypse? Oh my goodness, are you guys ready for that? Come on. Apocalypse. Do you really know what it means? Is a trick question. Good. You've been reading my notes. Apocalypse. It's a Greek word. A Greek word that really means uncovering. Literal translation. A disclosure of knowledge. A lifting of the veil or a revelation. What? That's an apocalypse? How did we take something that meant revelation to ultimate destruction? Hollywood? Sounds like a fun word. Apocalypse? That's the reason I didn't put the title up here, because we think we know what we're about to talk about, but do we really? My fake title here is Mind for... You bring on the apocalypse. Who would like me to pray apocalypse over you? That sounds weird, right? But the real meaning is revelation. Who wants revelation? I pray apocalypse over you. Forgive me. But you know what I'm saying. 
Mind for rent. I would like to rent some space in your mind. Can I do that? I'll give you $100 per month to rent some space in your mind. Here's how it's going to work. Every day, I'm going to call you up. You have to answer the phone. I'm going to speak to you for 12 seconds. That's all. You don't have to talk back, but you do have to listen. 12 seconds, 10 times a day, 2 minutes a day. I can say whatever I want. Now, who's going to do that? Who's really, Think about it. Who's really going to rent space out in their mind that somebody can call you up and say whatever they want to say for two minutes a day, and you have to listen. You better not answer that. If you do, I would own you. Because after a while, you would start believing what I said. All right? I call you up 12, 10 times a day and say, Mmm, would you like some barbecue? Come on down to barbecue. Five o'clock. Aren't you hungry? You've had a hard day today. Come down to Jimmy's Barbecue Smokehouse. We'll treat you right. You deserve it. Hang up. A little bit later, it's like, you know what? If you come down now, it'll be half price. Half price. Come on down to Jimmy's Barbecue. A little bit later, why don't you buy stock in Jimmy's Barbecue? Sweet sauce. Oh, those warm biscuits. Oh, uh, who wants some? There you go. <laughs> Guess what, guys? We have renters in our mind already. Bad example. You're probably going to die. You're worthless. Right? You're probably not going to amount to anything. And eventually you start acting like that. I'm going to give you an example. And I want to try. I want you to try to guess who this was. It's a real person, all right. A few years ago, national leaders started to rent this space in the minds of his citizens. Okay. Small suggestions, like your neighbor has more than you. He's charging you more at the store than he should. He's ripping you off. Little suggestions, little hints, little mm, gossips, if you will. He takes more vacations than you do. His kids go to better schools than you do. He thinks he's better than you. All of his family is like this, and it's not fair. His whole community is out to take all of your money. This is a real person. This really happened. This is what the whole community started saying after this one leader created space in his mind, their minds. They are not like us. They're dirty, nasty people. And we should probably separate ourselves from them. It is their fault that our country is having the economic disaster we are in. He should, we should take back the stuff that they stole from. 
kick them out of our community. We should kick them out of our country. They're dirty, nasty, cheating thieves that are trying to destroy our race that is pure. Who was it? Hitler. It really happened. The German people at one time really did love and appreciate the Jewish people. They were friends, they were neighbors, they were colleagues. They went to the same schools. But one guy started a party called the Nazi Party. And they started renting the mind of the people of the Jews. They needed a villain. Right. Let's pick the Jewish people. And the German people united against a certain race because Hitler had rented mine and their uh, space in their mind. I call it VMS, Vacant Mind Syndrome. That's number one. VMS, Vacant Mind Syndrome. This guy, his mind is open to anything. When does your mind go vacant and wander? It's like mine does when I'm driving, doing something mundane. I think that one of the biggest ones is sitting in church, guys. It really is. I think it's an attack of the enemy. It takes a discipline to refocus on what the Spirit is saying to you. Amen? Hands up on that one. I wrote these down. Watching TV, working, getting ready in the morning, maybe even making a meal. These are times when our mind stops working on something and it's time to rent your mind out for whatever's going by. I found some funny things on the internet. You shouldn't let your mind wander. It's too small to be out on its own. Or this one right here. My mind wanders and sometimes leaves completely. This one's kind of thoughtful. If you want to know where your heart is, look where your mind wanders. Ooh. Where do you go? I used to be in sports, pretty big. You guys know the story about sled hockey? Anytime my mind was, was open, I'd be right on hockey, hockey, hockey. Guess what I dreamed about? Hockey, 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 right? If the brain is not working on a problem, it will allow the drifting thoughts 
too occupied. Drifting thoughts. So, who's renting in our mind? Here's the deal. I think it's common to us all. This is not a message of condemnation. It's really not. It's an observation message. All right? It's an observation. When our mind's not working on something, it tends to coast. And that's when thoughts can come in. All right? If the brain's not working on a problem, it's going to open up to different thoughts here. Where, if we're going to be renting our mind or letting thoughts in, okay, where can our renters come from? Where do our renters come from? Sometimes it's the environment that we are in. Maybe a work environment. Maybe our social environment. If I'm driving to work, maybe I'm thinking just about work or about the jerk that's in my office. All right. Maybe it's a social thing, a neighbor that's giving you a hard time. Maybe it's a family member that just won't, you know, reconcile with you. But then again, sometimes... It's the environment that is in us. Oops. I said that, didn't I? It's the environment in us. Something I have allowed in to take up permanent residency. That's where the giants are. That's where fear lives. And they are constantly telling us, you're worthless. Or... You're always going to be poor, or I'm going to always have you under my thumb, or I can't because I'm just uh, whatever. It's the environment within us. This is where the devil waits when our mind goes into neutral, and he tries to put in one of those patterns of the world that he wants us to conform to. Right? Jennifer shared testimony tonight. She busted a pattern because she faced her giant. She busted that. She kicked that guy out of her heart. All right? I think it takes Holy Spirit to really shine on our hearts and say, you know, you got a giant in there that's taking up permanent residence. That's where we kick our giant out because we don't want those patterns of the world. I don't want that. Amen? Has anybody ever marinated meat? All right, for a smokehouse? I'm on this smokehouse marinated meat kick tonight. All right, when you marinate in something, give, give me some ideas of what you marinate with. What are some ideas? I know I've got a whole room full of cooks. Olive oil. What else? Huh? Seasoning. What kind of seasoning? Italian dressing, Worcestershire, what up? Huh? Jack Daniels, that really tenderizes the meat. Liquid smoke. Dales, I smoke my meat in Dales, right? How about a little hickory, hickory sauce? Now, what's going to happen to the taste of that meat? Obvious. Say it again, sir. It's going to soak it up. All right? Now, could I 
marinate in something disgusting? Sewer water? Could I? Could I marinate in fear? What's the meat going to taste like? Fear? Nastiness? It's what is in us. The marinating gets in the meat. What are you going to marinate in? What are you soaking in? What are you watching? What are you listening to on the radio? I used to be a big talk radio person. And then I realized what I was marinating in. I was marinating in division. I was marinating in pride. I'm better than them because blah, blah, blah. I was marinating in this contentious type of spirit. Contentious. Just And that's what I was putting in. If it's going to come in, do I want that out? No. So what do I do with talk radio? Turn it off. Get it out. What are you marinating in? There was a guy named Campbell McAlpine. He was a Scottish Bible teacher. And he taught me about 25 years ago what I'm about to teach you. And that's how to consistently get good renters or good marinating salts. And this is going to be pointing to the title of this message here. I'm going to see if you guys can figure it out without me telling you. But I would really like you guys to seriously take the next nine steps and think about how this can change your life. Okay? How to get consistently good renters. We're going to be doing this tonight. I'm going to leave plenty of time for us to do this as an exercise. How to get consistently good renters. Do you all have a Bible or maybe something on your computer that has scripture on it? If anybody doesn't, I think we have extra Bibles somewhere possibly in the back. If you don't, or maybe share with a neighbor, please do that. But this is going to require an actual Bible or a phone that has a Bible on it. I have one extra here. Does anybody need one? Anybody need a Bible? Just raise your hand. I've got mine up here. Y'all can do it. Okay, number one. How to get consistently good mental renters. When your mind actually does go into neutral... This is how we're going to get rent, good renters. Get into the presence of God. I'm driving. I'm in the presence of God. I'm taking a shower in the morning. My mind's on the Lord. I'm in the meeting. Mind's on the Lord. If I'm in church, I try to focus, but put your mind on the Lord. Number two, Lord, I want you to give me a revelation from your word. <clears throat> from your word. Ask him. Ask him for a revelation. And here's, here's where it gets interesting. I want you to ask Holy Spirit for a book in the Bible. Ask for a chapter and then a verse. Where are we going with this? What's the title of this message? Number four. Find that book 
find that verse and read that verse multiple times. Quiet, out loud, and then memorize it. We're just talking about a verse. We're talking about just a verse. Number five, memorize it. Number six, ask the Holy Spirit to meet you in this verse. And then imagine the scripture. I think my numbers are off here. I want you to imagine, that's number six, imagine the scripture. Do you remember last week I shared about David going after the lion? And I ask you, how would you figure out, how would you kill that lion? And a young lady back here said, you let them take the sheep, and then you come up behind them with a stick. I imagined <clears throat> that verse, all right, in First Samuel. I went there with David. I saw the lion in my imagination come and get that sheep, just like Scripture said. And then I said, okay, how would David do it? And I put myself in David's shoes, and he took his staff, and he was running after this lion that had this sheep. And the lion was getting tired because this was a heavy sheep. And David was patient, and he was right behind that lion. And as the lion slowed down and started to stumble, he probably took it with two hands like a, like a baseball player and just whapped him right on the head. See where my imagination went? It got into that scripture. I lived it. Then that sheep was, was dropped by the lion, and what happened? Scripture says it came after him. I imagined that, and what also did I imagine? I imagined freaking out and being afraid. But if I were to run, that lion or that giant would have pursued and killed me. So what does Scripture say David did? He took it by the beard, and he hit it again. I imagined that. That Scripture became a renter in my mind. I thought about it while I was driving. I thought about it while I was at work. I let it marinate my mind. That's my renter. Not these evil thoughts. These scriptures that I spend time and I imagine and I memorize and I go over and I soak in that scripture. Does anybody know what the title of this teaching is yet? Say it again. Marinating in the Word of God. Very close. Very close. Starts with an M. Imag Meditating. Meditating, right? You guys get to split the big prize. Meditating on the Word of God. Here's the deal. Five or ten minutes in the morning, choose your renter. Are you going to let it just be random thoughts of destruction or stuff that really doesn't matter? Or would you like a renter that will actually change you from the inside out? Five or ten minutes isn't much for all the downtime our mind has. Five or ten minutes in the morning of nothing, no phone, no TV, no computer, just meditating or marinating on a scripture the Holy Spirit has given you. Amen? Ask the Holy Spirit to meet you 
in this verse. Do it for about five or ten minutes. And then this is very key. Write it down. Write it down. I'm going to show you something that's right next to my Bible here. Just a little notepad. Has nothing in it but my renters. This is gold, people, because Holy Spirit has met me here and said, here's revelation. Sometimes I'll be sitting over there, my mind will start wandering, and then I'll pick up something Ray says, and I said, Lord, meet me with what he said. Give me something that he's not actually saying with his mouth. Put something in my spirit. Meet me, and I'm going to put this gold down here. This is my renters, people. It's not about hate. It's not about fear. It's not about wondering who I am. It's meditating on the word of God. Amen. Let this scripture be your marinating sauce. Then when your mind is not engaged, and it happens to us all, this is not condemnation, invite that scripture back in and saying, since I'm in this coasting mode, I'm going to marinate. I'm going to meditate. Holy Spirit, give me something that's not obvious, that I can't figure out with my mind. Give me something, give me that revelation to permeate this body with your new marinating sauce. I've got about 20 or so people. We're going to do this right now. We're going to go through this. We're going to practice it. I've got 12 minutes here left on the clock. I would like... Three groups over here. I would like Leanne to be a leader. Brother, give me your name again. I'd like him to be a leader. Can you just kind of go over there? I'd like three or four people over there. Three or four people with Leanne. And I need one more volunteer. Just to lead it. Just to say we're going to go through these steps. Anybody? Latanya? Latanya right here. Three or four people around Latanya. I need three volunteers over here. Jennifer, can you go over there in that corner? How about on this row? Can you, like, come back here and just have two or three people around here? And Mary, would you be my next volunteer? And about two or three people around Mary. You all find a group no bigger than four or five if you can. Four or five if you can. And we're going to go over this. Leaders... You walk through these steps, get in the presence of God, ask him for revelation, and then simply get in the spirit and say, now it doesn't have to be the same book and verse for everybody. It's an individual book, chapter, and verse for the individual. We're not talking about a group thing on this. Okay, David? That altar music with the guitar, would you please play that? So leaders, just walk them through it and ask the Holy Spirit for a, chapter, for a book, for a chapter, and a verse. That's your verse. Then you read it, 
You memorize it and ask Holy Spirit, give me something new. Go. Yep. Leaders, Leanne. You're walking them through this. Just walk them. Leaders, just walk them through this. Just walk them through these steps. Find that verse and ask Holy Spirit to reveal something new. Thank you, Lord. Just listen to Holy Spirit for that book, that chapter, and that verse, and go there. As you find your verse, just ask the Holy Spirit to meet you there. Give me revelation on this, Father. This is my thought that I will allow into my mind as it is inactive. This is my renter.
Okay. Y'all have a verse. You've read it. You memorized it. You've asked for Holy Spirit. But here's the deal with marinating. Marinating doesn't happen just in five minutes. You let a good roast sit overnight on it. As you're driving home, and if there's nothing occupying your mind, come back to the verse. If you're in a meeting at work, come back to the verse. In the shower, doing laundry, getting ready for bed. One of the best times is when you're laying in bed trying to go to sleep. Take your mind, that renter, and say, you're going to rent space in my brain, and I'm going to pick up what the Holy Spirit's given. And then you're going to get layer upon layer of revelation on that verse. Then tomorrow, it may be a new verse. Layer upon layer of revelation. You're going to write it down. And you know what? Somebody's going to come to you with a problem. And the Holy Spirit says, I gave you the answer to that problem. This is a marinating. This takes time. This is not a microwave dinner. All right? This is a time thing. This is what I do many days in the morning. I will find a verse. Holy Spirit, I'm going to live in this verse with you today. Show me deep things about this verse. Deep things. I want you to look at this scripture here. This is why we do it. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in its season, and his leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, whatever you do, you're going to prosper because you're meditating on his law day and night. Prosperity may not be money. Prosperity may be peace in your house. Prosperity may be peace in your soul. Prosperity may be giving life to someone who's hurting. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's not just money. It also says whatever he does will prosper. If I am meditating on his word day and night, he's going to more than likely keep me out of some trouble financially. Maybe he'll give me wisdom to get that better job. I don't know. But I'm telling you this works. The man I am today is because of Campbell McAlpine giving me this key right here, how to meditate on the Word of God. In my hard times, those meditations have come back. In my darkest valleys, I can go back to what I meditated on, on that meat filled with the Holy Spirit. Did anybody get any new revelation on a verse? Okay, It will be coming. If you didn't get it now, keep going on this. Next, Monday, next Wednesday, we're going to ask you, what did the Holy Spirit give you as you meditated? Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads. Lord, thank you for giving us this tool to get to know you better. That we can feed ourselves, that the Holy Spirit can meet us in a unique way. Thank you for hiding treasures in Scripture 
and then giving us the opportunities to find that treasure. This is a treasure hunt. And it's worth looking for. It's not just laying out on the ground. Diamonds just aren't laid out on the ground. You have to dig for them. Lord, you've got diamonds for us. You've got gold for us. You've got tools. You have treasures. But because it's a treasure, we have to dig for it. And we will meditate on your word day and night. In the name of Jesus, thank you for your blessing. Amen.